For all the Fandanglers out there who know that the heart and soul of Retro Fandango is all about truth and honesty. It's all about being real and brave. That's Retro Fandango. That's Retro Fandango. When it's Android over iPhone and you can keep your stupid amiibo and always bashing on Nintendo. That's Retro Fandango. That's Retro Fandango. Thanks, Retro Fandango. Well, there we are. Look at us. Retro Fandango. Stream. Sure are. You got uh, new headphones. Hey, I was wondering who was going to be the first to comment on it that. It was me. I noticed it right away. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, for the first time, I'm not wearing the classic Fandango headphones, much yeah. like you. Yeah. They finally, uh, they finally gave out. 20 years. Uh, that's how long I had mine, anyways. <laughs> yeah, I had mine since the very beginning of this. So, uh, yeah. I don't know, 10 years, how long we've been doing this. Um, it wasn't the, the little flaky things. It was the uh, cord on the left side finally weakened up. So I wasn't mm. hearing through the left. So I had to go out and buy myself a new set of headphones. And uh, I'm kind of so-so on these. They sound nice. But I got the ones that have these like cool fake leather pads. So they're not going to flake anymore. Yeah, I think mine has those as well. But they're very tight on my head. They, they squeeze really hard. That's so not good. It, it's actually pushing on my jaw in a painful way. So I, I just lifted them up to the highest thing with this adjustment thing. Yeah. Uh, so it feels a little better, but they're so tight that it blocks my own voice. So I can't hear myself. Oh, that, that is a little, yeah, it's a little off putting. Uh, it's, you, you'll get well, used to it. I'm not sure it. if I'm speaking really loudly. Yeah. You'll, you'll get used to it um, because I, I've had some noise-canceling headphones and I, I felt the same way. It's really weird. Like I, like I would, They were like noise-canceling buds. You put them in your ears. And when I go out for walks during my uh, break, like every once in a while, like somebody will stop you and they'll start talking to you. And you're like, oh, my God, is this a crazy person or what? And <laughs> they take earbuds out and they're just – most of the time they're just looking for directions or whatever. Yeah. If you wanted or needed to return those headphones, do you are, are you able to? I still love the package. I still love the receipt. So it's possible. But I, I'll go with it. I, I'm not the kind of person who returns things. So I just try to get used to it. Well, uh, a few years ago, I had bought um, some headphones at Best Buy for Sarah. And... Uh, you know, we weren't sure if she was going to like them because she's very particular when it comes to headphones. She's not, mm -hmm. you know, so, a lot of times she just puts them on right away. And she doesn't like them. She, she, I'm not going to wear these. So uh, before we bought them, we asked the person at the cash, okay, we want to buy these, but I want to be sure that I can return these if she doesn't like them. They're like, mm -hmm. yeah, absolutely. No problem. You can return them. I'm like, okay. Because I'm only buying these under the condition that I can return them. No problem. <laughs> you can return them within 90 days. If you don't like them, bring them back. I'm like, okay. So we get home. And, of course, you can't try these on, right? You can't open them up or anything. So, They're in the blister pack or something. Yeah. Right. So we get home. We open them up. She puts them on. 
there were some razor headphones at brand and uh right no i don't like these they pinch my head kind of like what you're saying they're too tight get i i can't i can't use these okay so the next day the very next day we went to best buy and uh you know normally i have like a little game plan in my head if uh something is like if, if they're going to give me a hard time or something like that about returning these i know exactly what i'm going to say but because I asked before I left and made sure that we could return these without any issue, I just went in blind, right? I just walked in, I just walked up and said, okay, I, I need to return these. And the lady behind the counter looked at me like, oh, yeah, we can't, we can't take these back. I'm like, why? Well, these are, those are our headphones. Like, we can't just take them and sell them to somebody else. You know, you've you've. This is before COVID, by the way. You, you've right. you've worn these already, and you know they're. You know, it, it's like a piece of clothing or something like that. I'm like mm -hmm. thinking. I've I've returned shirts. I've returned pants. I get underwear, mm -hmm. uh, headphones. Well, it's. She's like, sorry, but it is. It is the store policy that we cannot take headphones back. Mm -hmm. So I said, okay. Let me speak to the person who's going to uh, get me a refund for these headphones. And she gave me a little look. Okay. I like go get the manager. I want to talk to the person who's going to get me this refund. So the manager comes up, gives me the same spiel. And I said, look, when I bought these, I understand that you have a policy. They can't return these, but there's no sign anywhere that says I can't return them. And I asked, I specifically asked, and uh, they said, they assured me that I could return these if the person, if, if my wife didn't like them. And he said, well, you got to understand that uh, we can't resell these. Once you open them, we can't sell them again. And I'm like, that's not my problem. You know, if you would have told me that before I bought them, before I purchased mm -hmm. them, I would not have bought them. But you said I could return them. And now you're telling me I can't. So eventually I, we, I, I talked them down and wore them down and we got our, our refund. And then the next time we went in there, like a couple of months later, they had some signage up by the headphones. Like we do not, <laughs> we do not accept returns on headphones. All because of you. Hey man. That must make you very proud. You made hey, a difference. Uh, hey man. Like, <laughs> like I said, if they would have told me, I you cannot return these, that I wouldn't have bought them. We well, that's the thing. When it, I'm, do you have any memory of the uh, the person who sold them to you? No. Uh, age wise. Oh, I, yeah. I think they were like in their twenties. Like everyone that works there was. I don't think anyone was over thirty. Yeah, I mean, when you're dealing with the younger generations in sales, no offense out there, people, but they don't always know all the facts. Well, so. you know. They should they I, they work there. They should know what the store policy is. I assume that the person has sold headphones before and has taken returns on headphones before or whatever. They're the ones that work there. They're the ones that sh that should know the policy. And it's not my fault if they don't. So there we uh, go. Look at look at these hey, comments gotta, here. Yeah, we got Deke. That's the that's his new uh, um, the distortion channel. bit. The distortion den, yeah. So he changed the name of his uh, channel. It was uh, uh, Scotch on the Rocks, and now it's mm -hmm. Distortion Den. 
by the way, I've been uh, enjoying his show that he's been doing with uh, Jax. They got uh, a, a cool concept where they take two albums that they love and they talk about them head to head. They give them a comparison head to head. And it's only like a half hour, less than a half hour, most of the time show. That's a big selling point. It It is. It really is because it just flies on by. Because I was about nine episodes behind and I was able to just sit and catch up within <laughs> one afternoon. So and we got Kyle here. And he Hello, says he's, he's going to got to pull a Kevin now. <laughs> yeah. What, what, what is it? What is pulling a Kevin? I guess asking for a refund at a <laughs> at Best Buy. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no problem, Deke. Okay, so it's rocket sauce. This is just like McDonald's putting a hot warning for their coffee now because someone sued them for hot coffee. If you actually, mm-hmm. if you actually look at that that story, that story was spun like way out of control. That woman who was burnt by that coffee was severely burned. Like she had like skin grafts put on her thighs. It's yeah. And they showed you the images and stuff like that. And then, you know, all these friggin' conservative country Westerns uh, people put their, you know, put the incident in their song and they shrug it off. Like as if somebody was just looking for a quick buck, like this woman was severely injured by McDonald's and McDonald's. It turned out was, actually warned several times that they need to turn down the heat on the coffee. They're making it way too hot. And uh, that's why they got sued. That's why it's, that's why it went down the way it went down. So. Gotcha. All right. There you go. That is uh 10 minutes of show down on the ground. Yeah, where do we go now? <laughs> we don't have <laughs> see, we don't have an outline anymore. So it's uh, I I, be, I was talking to a couple of colleagues of mine, and they they've encouraged me to speak more about oh. true life things. Um, true life, yeah. And believe it or not, someone actually asked when we're recording another episode because they noticed that they, we did not record our usual at our usual time last week. And I said, well, Richard and I messaged each other and we kind of like, we didn't really watch anything or anything like that. And so we decided to wait another week. And well, it was it, Easter also. And it was Easter, you know, there it was, I mean, I could have done a show, but uh, I, I really hadn't watched or, uh, anything at that point. And well, you like, had to go be with Jesus. Yeah, maybe. Mm. No, I, yeah, yeah, maybe. okay but uh they i was encouraged to talk more about real life like you don't have to just talk about movies and stuff like that you can talk about so like you know like when we were talking about the laundry apparently like you know that was something that was was, interesting that was a good episode that's people people want to hear that that's been several good episodes when we talked about the laundry (laughs) people like talking about laundry it's something that everyone can relate to if you want some real life, I've got one today. All right. Because, uh, yeah, we haven't recorded in, what, like three weeks now? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, a little ways back, uh, we had missed a recording because I was sick. Mm-hmm. So uh, after uh, I was kind of recovering from that, uh, I, I remember one day I wasn't feeling well. I got up early, went to the refrigerator, is going to get myself something to drink bright and early in the morning, pulled open the door. And I was faced with darkness and quite a pungent odor 
Oh, no. We kind of knew this was coming, but uh, our refrigerator was over 17 years old. And we knew this was the year we were going to have to buy a new fridge. But we were checking the um, uh, the the dates because certain times a year you get a, a better deal on fridges. And uh, it was like right around the time that it died, like just a week or two before was like the golden spot where you could get a good deal. Or you could wait until August because that is the end of the refrigerator year and then the new models come out in september wow so you can get like last year's model a little bit cheaper so it's kind of like the cars here like that's how people kind of yeah you wait for for one of those opportunities now why why is now a good time to buy a fridge in japan i don't know i have no idea but my wife assured me that was a good time and then if we wait until uh august it's not the super so it can't be the super bowl so I, I have no idea, <laughs> but uh, anyway, we were like the fridge. It's like ah, it's holding out. It's kind of making some funny noises, but maybe we can wait until August. We'll see what happens. And then I started noticing a few days before, like the funny noises were getting a little bit funnier. It kind of sounded like ray guns every time you open the door mm. and you close it. Somewhere in the back of the fridge, it would be like pew 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 pew. pew, pew. <laughs> it was like ah, that's not a normal noise. So we knew it was going to happen, but I was just kind of shocked to open it up. Apparently, um, it was just the refrigerator itself that gave out. The freezer was fine, but we didn't know that at at the beginning. So my wife's mom lives next door. So we just took everything that we needed to and stuffed it into her fridge. Right. And of course, we called a bunch of different shops and were like, hey, is there any chance we could get a refrigerator and have it delivered today? And they're like, no, no, mm. nobody was going to do same day delivery on that. So yeah, we we went out, we looked around. We had started looking for a fridge uh, a, a month or two back. We knew it was getting close. We were like getting ideas. So we went to the store. We actually ended up getting the, the one that we kind of liked when we did our test run and went out there and kind of peaked. Mm-hmm. There's nothing fancy, a basic fridge. But um Took a couple days, got our new fridge in. It's a little bit bigger than the old one. And our kitchen's tight, so it was kind of a gamble. I had to do a lot of measuring. And we made sure we still, our old fridge was still like the one big door that opens up. Mm -hmm. So we made sure to get the the more modern style where it has the split and you have like the two doors just so it doesn't open as wide. Okay. You can kind of get in half when you need to. Oh, okay. So it's, it's, a fridge, but it's still all fridge. Like the fridge is two doors to the fridge part. Or is there like yeah. a fridge on one yeah. side? And the, like my mom yeah, had so, two doors and it was the fridge on one side and the freezer on the other side. But it's all Oh, fridge. that's interesting. Yeah. No, no, it's not that. It's the uh, the top section is the fridge. So you have a left door, right door. Okay. So if you only need to open half. Okay. And it has this neat thing that the, uh, the salesperson uh, mentioned. And he was an older gentleman, so I trust him. Uh, it's like when when you open the door there's kind of like a a dip like like there's kind of a dip like this that goes into the fridge so when you open the door the cold air hits that dip and it doesn't immediately go out it kind of shoots back up wow high technology here wow 
And then you go down and you got your freezer compartments, you got your vegetable crisper and all that. So it's working well. We got our new fridge in and I like it. Cool. Okay. There's and real life so, for you. So just basic fridge, no uh, ice maker in there? Uh, well, it's got a special drawer, like a, a one section of the freezer for fast freezing or quick freezing oh, or something. That's fancy. So if you have something kind of hot that you want to freeze right away, I yeah. guess you have this little compartment that uh, you can doot, 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 and, and and it'll freeze your food fast or something. We're that's probably going to put ice packs in there. <laughs> yeah, I that. use that for anything. Sure. Yeah, because then you can get a cold right away and then probably got the kids that take one on their lunch, right? Uh, no. No, oh. no, uh, they get school lunch. So. Oh, okay. We just have to school take our lunch. own lunch. It's we would put like a little ice pack in our. our lunch. You know, you know when um when I was in elementary school, I forget if I told this story before. Uh, we had there our cafeteria, and you could either bring your lunch or buy your school lunch. But to actually use the cafeteria, you know, the big cafeteria that's built into the school, you had to pay a weekly fee of one dollar. To use the cafeteria. The cafeteria. Hmm. This was Catholic school. They wanted oh. money. Hmm. So you had to pay a dollar every week just to sit in the cafeteria to eat your lunch. And if you didn't do that, then you had to go home for lunch. Some kids, their parents would come pick them up or they'd walk back home, have right. lunch, and then come back to the school. Yeah. One week I forgot. I didn't have a dollar. So I was down in the cafeteria ready to have my lunch and teacher came over and said, you know what? You didn't pay the, uh, the cafeteria fee for this Come week. On. Get out. And they <laughs> kicked me, they kicked me out into the street and my mom was at work. Nobody was home. I didn't have a key. So I was like, all right. I found a trash can right in front of the school. I put my lunch on top of the trash. Like it was had the flat top. And I sat there, uh, sat, I stood there and ate my lunch off a trash can because I didn't pay the Catholic school $1. That is so sad. <laughs> that might be the saddest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> like they couldn't like, okay, well next week you owe us $2. They needed that dollar right away. Yeah, they needed that dollar. Hmm. Well, Sarka Sim here says that there was no cafeteria in my elementary school. Really? Oh, I, did you eat at your desk? Uh, yeah, she did. I, uh, I in Catholic school. I so I went to two elementary schools. I went to Catholic school up to grade six, and we did have a cafeteria. And then in uh, grade seven and eight, uh, yeah, we just ate at our desk. You stayed in your classroom and ate at the desk. See, That's what they do in Japan, and it kind of bothered me. It's like, didn't it kind of get messy? Everybody's always eating at their desk. But yeah, like. Kindergarten, elementary school, junior high, high school, they all just eat at their desk. Yeah. Oh, there you go. And Sarah says, in high, in high school, school, I wouldn't be caught dead in the calf. <laughs> okay. So where would you eat in high school? I don't I don't know that. Sorry. That's where the food is. Yeah. Well, we would be forced to in high school. There was no eating in the hallways. There was no eating in classrooms. If you wanted to eat, you had to go to the cafeteria because they didn't yeah. want, you know, people treating the rest of the school like, uh, you know, a trash bin, you know. 
Yeah, exactly. Because, you know, I work in a high school and I go into these classrooms sometimes and there's just so much like food trash in the trash can. Yeah. And it's not to their credit. It's not disgusting. There's not a lot of loose food and stuff like that. But the wrappers, there's just, you know, potato chip wrappers, bottles. It just fills the trash cans. And sometimes you have that scent of food. I don't want I don't want that always in the classroom. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I guess I could. If I was your friend in high school, I could have argued that there was no sign in the cafeteria that said there had to be a dollar. That's you know what? True. I would have argued with that teacher. You you are right, Kyle. I was not afraid to stand because teachers were so stupid. I was not afraid to stand up to them. That's it reflected on my grades. Let me tell you, because they did not. When they would come up with these stupid rules, I would be like, come on. There was one teacher I had, one math teacher. And he wouldn't, like, prepare for class. He would just open up a textbook and start reading the textbook. Mm -hmm. And then he would, like, uh, start, like, okay, this is the lesson we're doing today. And he would turn and start writing on the the chalkboard and just reading, like, directly from the textbook. Right? Mm -hmm. And I, like, I don't I can't remember. There was something happened or whatever. And he was, like, I, I was wasting his time or something like that. Uh, like that's that, he said something to that implied that I was wasting his time. And I just turned to him and I said, man, the amount of times I sat there and watched you read this textbook, talk about wasting someone's time. <laughs> I, what I grade was this? Grade 12. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'd be very impressed if you were in elementary school. And you yeah. Didn't. <laughs> no, no, no. I was a little more reserved in elementary school, but in, by the time I got to high school. Uh, let's see. Sarah to be says, fair, though. I'm guilty of the same thing. I've had those classes. Yeah. <laughs> it just, uh, I didn't have a time. All right. I guess uh, what are we doing today? <laughs> All so, right. Here we go. Yeah. So Sarah was a yearbook nerd. So that's where she ate her lunch. She would eat in the ah, drama room, music okay. room. Yeah. Yeah. One of those privileges. I was kids. in the yearbook uh, in the final grade of high school. I joined the yearbook and I did it specifically so that I could go to their special homeroom where there was yeah. only like, five or six kids. And I was like, all right, this is cool. I couldn't eat lunch there. I had a, the, uh, the, I hated homeroom. I hated the homeroom teacher, but the amazing thing about her is that she would consistently confuse me with someone else. Like mm. all the time, like she would. Mm-hmm. And so half the time she would mark me down as there while I was there. And half the time she would mark me down as not there when I wasn't there or there was always a problem. So it was great because uh, I got out of going to homeroom so many times because I would just claim like, oh, she made a mistake again. Yeah, I was there. She just <laughs> confused me with so-and-so. It was it was great. Yeah. All right. That's why, that's why I do the uh, the roll call at the beginning of every class. Because they do have a, like a seating chart that shows where everybody sits. So you can just kind of see like, oh, this person's out there. But the best thing about doing the roll call, it wastes time. <laughs> yeah. Well, she was supposed to do a roll call, but she kind of got lazy, right? And she would just like look up and like, just, you know, just check down on her, whether you were there or not, you know? No. So. Well, I have to do it because sometimes the kids don't sit in the same chairs and everybody's still wearing masks. So I can't always right. tell who's who. Yeah. Yeah. Fair Plus enough. the classes, my classes are ninety minutes, so sometimes sort of pad it out a little bit. That ninety minutes is a long time. It's oh, a yeah. little too long for 
facilities. Yes, there is. So yeah, I think I've I think I've mentioned this before, but I there was uh, so Sarah says your son or daughter. So there was uh, the the school got. I guess the vice principal got tired of having to call parents because their uh, child was truant that day, right? Mm-hmm. Like it used to be the vice principal would call and say, "Hey, look, you, you know, so and so wasn't at school today. Just want to let." So I, I, I guess I don't know. He got tired of it or whatever. So they eventually bought this uh, automated machine that would just <laughs> call, <laughs> like, call out and leave a, ge- a generic message, right? So, you know, my mom would get this thing on her and it'd be, you know, this automated message would say, your son or daughter was not at school today. And it would just, you know, I'll just go on. It's just a generic thing. And then I would just say, yeah, I was there. The homeroom teacher screwed up again. You know, and it wouldn't say like if it was like the vice principal, they would say, hey, your son was, you know, marked down for homeroom, but wasn't there for the rest of the day. You know, like that would be a red flag, right? But this automated machine would just, it wouldn't be specific at all on how, mm-hmm. on what you missed. So I would just say, oh yeah, the, you know, homeroom teacher screwed up again. No worries. I'm waiting, I'm waiting to see how long it's going to take rocket sauce to type in your, the birthday boy or <laughs> girl. girl. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was very reminiscent of that. I'm guessing they'd have to change that nowadays because just uh, classifying you as son or daughter gets yes. in trouble these days. Uh, yeah, it, it would be a lot longer message, I guess, now today. Or they'd find a way I, to not you're, – you're, the student living at your residence was not at school today. It would mm-hmm. be something like that. You know, as much as I complain about, you know, what I have to deal with in, in the schools, I've had some conversations with um, my brother-in-law who is also a high school teacher in New Jersey and the guidelines and restrictions regarding all of the modern things you have to be aware of. It's kind of ridiculous. Like some of the situations, like I'm not even sure if I'm allowed to talk about them of of some of the, the stories he's told me, but it's, it's so difficult for the teacher to not get in trouble because it seems like whenever there is any sort of discrepancy any kind of uh, situation where you, teachers are getting in trouble just because there are so many rules to follow regarding identification with students yeah i i, I should clarify like any teacher that followed the rules and like the rules made sense and they just had like some sort of um, like maybe it was a bit quirky or whatever. They 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 liked one rule, but was, you just knew where you stood with the the teacher. I had no problem with that. Like there was one mm-hmm. teacher, like everybody hated him. The one math teacher, everybody hated him because he was very he was very strict. Um, but he was like no nonsense in in his approach to to teaching. Like it was like this is the you know this is the course, this is the outline, this is where you should be at this point kind of thing. And a lot of people just hated that, right? They just don't like being, I guess, told what they do. But I was okay with that teacher. Like he was, he was fine, right? Like he was, uh, I mean, he would actually yell at me sometimes, but it'd be like, it'd be like just stupid things. Like, I, I don't know. Like there was one time where he, he handed out, um, uh, he would hand out like these um, outlines basically of like the next block that we'd be looking at, right? And he and he hands them out on everyone's desk, and he, he puts the thing down on my desk, and I look at it, and I start flipping through it, right? 
And he turns to me and he's like, Sinister, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm looking at the outline. He's like, you don't even understand page one yet. You should not be looking at page three. You know, and it'd be like people get like, you know, they didn't like that, right? Where I thought that was hilarious. I'm like, yeah, you know, you're right. I don't know what's going on on page one. I should be focused on page one, you know. They get those teachers. Yeah. We had but one that teacher was- that that he would hand out detention to multiple students every single class. So it was to the point that we're just waiting to see how many people are going to get detention today. And it would be for the tiniest things. You didn't have your pencil. You didn't have your book. Um, you know, you made a mistake uh, in answering a question. So his detentions were short. I think they were like 15, 20 minutes, something like that. But it was just every day you knew you were going to hear him say, like, all right, come to room 215 at 245. Come to room 215 at 245. I think I was the only person in our class that didn't have to go. He did tell me once because I made a mistake in an answer. Um, and he said, you know, if you're having trouble, maybe you should come to room 215 at 245. <laughs> I was like, hmm, that sounds like uh, it doesn't sound 100 percent there. I'm going to chance it and not go. I didn't get in trouble. The golden child. Yeah. Yeah. Did you pass There was class? one time. Yes. There was one time I did get in trouble. There was, um, which I, I wish I had you at my side to stand up for me <laughs> for this one. Okay. Uh, it was in high school. And one year, something happened in the lunchroom. Something happened in the cafeteria where... You know, there were the freshman, sophomore, junior, senior. So whatever year we were in, that section, you had your own section in the cafeteria. Freshman sit in these here, sophomore, junior, senior. So you know what grade it is, who's sitting where in the cafeteria. And one day there was some sort of thing going on. Everybody got out of hand and they started like a little food fight in the cafeteria. Uh oh. Things got out of control. And it was my year, my class. We had three different lunch periods. I wasn't down there at that time. I was up in like study hall or something. So big trouble down in the cafeteria. And it got word got sent out that everybody in that class, everybody in that year had to go to detention. I was like, I wasn't even there. (laughs) I mean, I've got it. I've got my my uh, my schedule that says I don't have lunch period at that time. I had like study hall at that time. The thing is, at that time, if you had study hall, you could go to the cafeteria if you wanted to, and you could choose to study there. So I got called in by the dean of students. He says, you have to go to this detention. I was like, I wasn't there. He's like, doesn't matter. Whole class has to go. So I didn't go. I didn't show up. Next day, dean of students called me to his office, and he says, you didn't show up at detention. What happened? And this is where I just kind of like, oh, I forgot. That's the best I could come up with. He's like, I'll never forget what he said. It was very simple, very direct. And it's one of those little life lessons that I use to turn around on other people now. He just said simply, you didn't forget. You just didn't do it. And then he said, now you have one week of detention. So I had to do a full week. I needed my lawyer present. 
Yeah, I, I definitely would have uh, argued your case. I'm not sure if I would have won against that guy. He seemed to. He he was a tough nut. He yeah. he was uh, the kind of guy that would yell at kids right from the get go just to set that precedent. I remember one time a, a guy in my homeroom, he left his bag somewhere, and the uh, the dean of students came in, and he had his bag, and he calls him up. He says, "Stand up. Is this your bag?" He's like, "Yeah." And then he walks over like to get it, and he just throws it at him. And then and, and said something like, you know, next time, make sure you know where you leave your things. Walked out all angry. <laughs> okay. Like, man, this guy, come on. A few years later, I was working at Toys R Us. I was working the register and he came in to buy something and he didn't recognize me. Why would he? He, he didn't recognize yeah. any of the students. But suddenly he wasn't the cruel dictator anymore he was just like a confused old man trying to buy a video game he's like right. oh, i'm gonna get this from my son i don't know is this the right one and it's just like forget it i'm not angry at you anymore <laughs> <laughs> did you did you I'm help him out you. or did you like direct him to buy i, I the... gave him whatever he wanted to buy and then uh, that was it i thought you, you, no, you would have you would have like Put got one over on him. Yeah, like oh yeah, your kid will want this. Uh, was it Lee Trevino yeah, Shaq golf? Fu? Yeah, yeah, Shaq Fu. <laughs> Everybody's kidding. Uh, Kyle had detention once because he forgot his gym clothes once too many times. Guilty. I didn't get detention, but I failed gym class because I didn't forget my stuff. I just didn't bring it. Mm. I hated. We had. It, this, again, my high school was Catholic school, so we had uniforms for everything. We had uniform uh, gym clothes. And the freshman year, the gym clothes were yellow spandex. Oh. Like little short, short, yellow, very revealing. And I said to myself, I'm not wearing those. Oh my so God. I would just come... I would come to gym class with my own clothes, my own uh, shorts and shirt. And the gym teacher would, would give me a grief all the time. He's like, you're not wearing your uniform. I was like, I'm not wearing those little uh, stretchy pants. Uh, and I ended up failing the class and I had mm. to, and I didn't retake gym. I just failed the class. Um, but then in following years, they did change the uniform to a appropriate kind mm. of uh gym attire you know it makes me wonder catholic school which which uh, which pedophile hey. on the uh catholic school board <laughs> picked out that outfit hmm. i said uh in the last year i was in uh yearbook class yeah and we were putting together a page with the gym teacher and he was a gentleman of size he was uh, not the kind of person that should be teaching uh, health and fitness. Right. Uh, but we had this one photo of him that it looked just the way he was posed in the photo, like he was uh, at another student with his hands out, you know, just kind of lurking. Yeah. And we put that photo into the yearbook and we put a little caption that I don't remember what the caption was, but it was borderline offensive. And we submitted that. And then we got it back and the caption was removed and the photo had been cropped so ah. that the student was removed. Uh, uh, we didn't get in trouble, but we didn't get it through. You guys got censored. We got censored. Uh, that's, right. that's your yearbook. You should be able to put whatever you want in it. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, Sarka Sim says she's never had detention in high school, but had to write essays and lines in public school. None was my fault. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, uh, Kyle says uh, he's pretty much okay with uh, missing uh, gym class. I don't get to play football yeah, outside at 97 degree weather for 45 minutes. Dear me. Yeah, I never liked gym yeah. class either. I don't think anyone who wasn't good at sports, unless it was like your thing, like you, you, you didn't didn't like gym class. Yeah, like again, that gym teacher, the like the first year of gym, I remember he brought us out. He basically looked at everybody and could basically see the athletic kids and the kids who didn't care. And he split us into two groups and he specifically called us. Uh, you're the good group. You're the good students and you're the not good students. Wow. Can you imagine that today? <laughs> so wow. he would split them up and say, <laughs> okay, good students, go play a real game of basketball over there. Not good students. You stay over here. There, there was one time I didn't bring my stuff because I didn't care. Uh, and we didn't have like a school ground with, you know, a field and everything. So if we had, he wanted us to play baseball, we'd get in a bus and we would drive to the park and use the, the city, uh, baseball field in, mm -hmm. in the public park. And one time I didn't bring my stuff. So we get to the park, everybody's getting off the bus. He stops me and he said, no, you stay here and clean the bus. And he gave oh. me a broom. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I gotta clean the bus while everybody else goes out there and plays baseball great i sat there and i just swept dirt out of the bus found a bunch of like uh rip outs from dirty magazines that were stashed all over oh, the place it was like nice. yeah have fun guys i must say i did like playing baseball in gym class and our gym teacher did like i think when it when it became spring we were allowed to go outside and uh our first block out spring was block of the spring was baseball and i think we had two other things like we had to do track and field and something else i can't remember uh but he just kind of like everybody was having so much fun playing baseball he just kind of crossed off the next two blocks and just let us play baseball for the rest of the the year so that that was pretty cool so like we had we played like baseball for like two and a half months um but i hated basketball volleyball gymnastics all that stuff i wasn't i wasn't good at any of it i had a friend actually try to uh was trying to talk me into joining a basketball league and uh i'm like dude i can count on one hand the number of times i've actually made a basket hmm. like actually got the basketball into the i, I i'm so terrible at it I, I, it's not my thing uh we got mike ladano here labrine hello mike hey hey Sarah says she was reprimanded for talking in class, which was a joke because she was so you got, shy. You got that one right. Oh, I did? Okay. Yeah. Uh, she was standing up for herself for being harassed by other students. Hmm. And Mike was a perfect child, apparently, according to him. Mm -hmm. And he dropped uh, Jim after grade nine. I sat on the sidelines with fake injuries a lot. Wow. <laughs> Great. I didn't think of doing that. I should have done that. Fake injuries, that's what I try to convince my mom I had. So I just wouldn't have to go to school at all. One time I was, I, I kept saying, oh, my stomach hurts. My stomach hurts. And I, I, I guess I said the right thing uh, because she said, okay, well, I'm going to take you to the hospital. I was like, uh oh, no. <laughs> what am I gonna do? and I remember this is like, I was very young. I had a quarter in my pocket 
and I'm sitting in the back seat of the car. We're on our way to the hospital. I'm like, I got to make myself hurt so that this looks good. <laughs> you didn't so swallow the quarter. the quarter. I took the quarter and I, I was like digging in my rib. I was like, maybe I can crack my rib with this quarter and then I, I'll be okay. I won't get in trouble. So I, I was sitting there going like, oh my God. <laughs> myself and I don't even remember what happened. I guess we did go to the hospital. She was a nurse, so she might have just been faking it. And yeah, yeah. Take me to work with her. Yeah. Oh man. Man, see what see what do parents make your kids do. Jeez. Mm-hmm. Wow. Self harm. Yeah. Uh, Sarah's got another one. I took phys ed up to grade thirteen. Great way to get a French credit. Yeah. So How she took. Work? So she took uh, French immersion. She went hardcore. So in Canada, you can take. You can go to English school or you can go to French school. And if you go to French school, um, there are certain courses that you take that will give you a French credit. Hmm. Um, so I guess that was one of them. I guess. Yeah. Mike wore a tensor band for the second half of grade nine. I, was I like don't know that. what a tensor band is. I was like those wrestlers who always had an arm injury. It's like one of those, uh, you know, like if you have a... Uh, what's that called carpal tunnel syndrome or something and you see the uh-huh. it just like applies pressure yeah <clears throat> yeah that's what it sounds like tension band yeah geez i should have thought of doing something like that uh, i i had to i remember i had to take two uh gym classes like in high school you had to get have mm-hmm. two credits in gym so i got it out of the way in grade nine and grade ten I never went back but it, it was other than that baseball where we could finish off the year playing baseball, it was always a nightmare. It was always in the middle of yeah. the day. And, you know, Seinfeld did a whole, that whole bit on it, I believe, you know, where you're – it's just so it's unnatural. Yeah. It's so unnatural compared to the rest of the day. Like, it's just – Oh, yeah, Lord of the Flies suddenly. Yeah, yeah. and, like, you're going to shower in the middle of the day. Like, I don't know. It just We, we never had to shower. Like, no. they, they never made us shower in – uh, high school gym class. I was very, very grateful for that. Yeah, I, I, I didn't have to shower either, but they encouraged you to, and it was always awkward to be like, no, I, I don't want to be naked in front of all these guys because, and you know, it was always the uh, hockey players and guys who reached puberty about five years early. They're the ones that are walking around naked around the whole, you know, and I don't want to see. Eh, anyways. <sighs> yeah, I, I don't, it wasn't like it wasn't encouraged or anything. I think they just, we just didn't do it. Nobody ever showered. So I didn't care. We could all be smelly. That was fine. Uh, Mike also fake sick on ski days because I was embarrassingly bad at it. My mom noticed the pattern and <laughs> let it go. I Ski days? Oh, this is not school. Okay. I, let me tell you, there I could not get away with anything with my parents like there was no faking sick or anything like that i was i was sent to school so many times with while i was sick you know because they just like no you're good enough you can go to sick unless you had the only way you could stay home was if you had a fever that was that was it i had to have i remember once i had a rash like on the side of my face like my whole entire face broke out into this big ugly rash and, you know, kids just – I didn't even know who the hell they were. They would just come up to me and they're like, why are you even here? Is that thing contagious or whatever? And I'm like, I have to have a fever in order to stay home. That's the only way I'm going to be able to stay home. Yeah. Hmm. Anyways. 
All right. Did we satisfy our requirement for real life stuff? Because I've got I, okay. physical items to hold in front of the camera. I mean, I have more real life stuff. There's actually stuff that's happened in the past mm. two weeks that I could talk about. But let, let's let's talk about some physical movies and stuff. Yeah, I got a great story. I mean, this is stuff okay. that happened to me in the past uh, couple of weeks. Um. <laughs> Wait, just before we move on, Sarah says, girls mm-hmm. just baby powdered after phys mm-hmm. ed. Turns out baby powder causes cancer. <laughs> wow. Yeah. What did they put in your baby powder? Uh, what the hell was it? It was something that they found in baby powder. There's all sorts of baby powders. Johnson & Johnson got a, a, really? a huge, yeah, it was a huge lawsuit. Like powdered mercury or something? I can't remember. I can't remember. I'm sure Sarah will put it down in the comments there if she remembers but yeah i i just found out about it not too long ago i was like what you can't buy baby powder anymore it's like no it's cancerous and talcum powder was is the same thing basically really? yeah like i remember for years they were telling you not like guys not to use talcum powder down in their uh nether regions because they could cause ball cancer and uh, really? yeah yeah when, when did this happen? Like, I'm I'm thinking this is like one thing they discovered like 20, 30 years ago. Is this recent? They dis- no, they discovered it a long time ago. But then it's like the tobacco companies, right? They fought it for so long and said, you know, it caused so much shade and put stuff in the courts to make, you know, things drag out for so long. <laughs> but within the past, oh, there you go. Asbestos, Asbestos and talcum are too close together when mined. So there you go. So, yeah. So it's like they're mining talcum powder. But the asbestos kept getting into the talcum powder oh, while they okay. mine it. And, uh, yeah, like, uh, you know, they fought it for so long and eventually they had to give up. They had to give up the ghost. And uh, there was other companies that were using it as well. Yes, ball cancer, Mike. Ball hope- cancer, no. Hopefully you were not. the greatest comment we ever got. <laughs> Cornstarch has replaced it. Okay. I was just going to say, that's the trick I learned from that uh, movie Chef. They're driving that's right. the truck and yes. they're like, give me some cornstarch. Yes, that's right. Yeah, I, yeah, I, did, I, didn't, I didn't know either, Mike. I just found out like a few months ago. I, I had no idea. The thing is, I've always loved the smell of baby powder. It, but uh, apparently there's asbestos in there too. So. I, got, I got asbestos up my nose now. Yeah. Well, when I was a kid, I you know our basement... I was told that there was asbestos in the walls, so don't like crack it. So I had a little bit of exposure. And apparently uh, some parts of Jersey, uh, there were a lot of uh, empty lots that they said don't go into because uh, there were traces of mercury in them. So, mm, okay. <laughs> you never you never know what you were exposed to just, just walking around. Well, my, my Nona, she had a bit of an obsession with, burning she had wood stoves everywhere including her house and she loved she had a wood stove in her basement right beside her washer and dryer she had and that was like her sanctuary she had a wood stove the washer and dryer and a telephone and she would just sit on the phone all day but anyways hanging in between the washer and this wood stove was a big piece of asbestos that my grandfather hung there to protect uh, the washer and dryer from any sort of fire that might have come from the... Uh, yeah, and, well, it is good against and, fire. And she lived until she was 93 or 94, so there you go. Yeah. Hmm. 
Uh, apparently, a special smell is good, according to Mike. <laughs> it's like and it's in potpourri. <laughs> I also remember in the film Astronaut and King, film Astronaut and King Arthur's Court, his spacesuit was made of asbestos. Wow, I've never heard of that movie. Me neither. Astronaut and King Arthur. I've heard of Kid in King Arthur's Court. Maybe that's a sequel. I don't know, or a book. Mm-hmm. I don't know. All right. Speaking of movies, yes. <laughs> um, as I've mentioned several times before, people are sometimes still shocked at this. In Japan, there are still uh, video rental shops. You can go to the store and you can rent DVDs and Blu-rays. And they get the latest releases and that's wild. Classics and stuff. Wow. Yeah. Well, it's not as wild anymore because there are two big chains around here, and one of them has been closing locations. Uh-oh. So uh, a little while ago, one of the shops uh, posted it's going out of business. And uh, they had a little chart. It said, as of this day, we're going to start selling off all of our stock, all of our rental uh, DVDs, CDs, comic books, anything that you can rent. And then a little chart and it said, okay, from this week to this week, everything, you, you can buy DVDs for... $15 a piece. Oh, no. What are you talking about? These are <laughs> rentals. And then it had a chart. It says, okay, from this day to this day, it's going to be $12. And this day to this day, $10. And it gets less and less and less. And I looked all the way down to the bottom of the chart. When is it going to be a dollar a piece? That's what I'm waiting for. So I saw the list and I was like, okay, I'm not even going to go in there and look at stuff at high prices because I'm not going to buy anything. I'm just going to wait till the end. Finally, when it got down to about three dollars uh, for each thing, I went in and I looked around just to like get the scope, see how much is there, get an idea of what I might be interested in, and you know start eyeballing my my targets for when I actually come in. And for three dollars a piece. I actually did find two movies, which I didn't bring with me, but I, I picked up a Blu-ray copy of Mask of Zorro with uh, Antonio Banderas and Anthony Hopkins, because mm-hmm. I have that on DVD, and I really like that. It's a, it's a fun adventure movie. And I also found that somebody had taken, because um, these, these movies, they have the, the case, and then they have a the little insert yes. for the disc they take out. So I noticed that uh, somebody had taken a bunch of the inserts, just the discs, and stashed them up on top. Oh. And I was looking through. I was like, I found somebody's stash. What have they got in here? And it was a lot of like, "Mm, no, nothing great right here. Right in the middle, I found a movie called Subway Panic, which you know as The Taking of Of Pelham Pelham 123. All right. The original version. Yes. So I... Gladly took that one out because that is not an easy movie to find around here. I've looked mm. several times to try to find that. So I found a DVD copy of that and I bought those two movies for $3 a piece. I was like, I'm going to get these just in case they're not here. And I decided I am going back the day that it turns uh, $1 a piece. I had the day off from work. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to go there bright and early. I want to get there like 10 minutes before they open. So I can get in there and grab a couple of other things. Uh, my wife is like, you know what? I got time that day too. Let's go together. We drove to the store probably 15 minutes or so before they open. Parking lot was full. We couldn't get a spot. 
Wow. There was a line of people. <laughs> there was a line of people that went from the entrance all the way down to the parking lot and looped around again and came all the way back. Oh so that the God. last person in line is standing right next to the first person. In line. Were they all named Bill? <laughs> there was probably a bill or two in there but um some of the people right up front had their own boxes they brought big cardboard boxes with oh them. no was there any and, restriction on how much you yeah. could buy no. oh no no restrictions none of that but my wife uh mentioned something that made a lot of sense to me and she was absolutely right she said those people up front with the boxes they're going for tv shows they're going for like anime that's mm. really popular that right. has the discs of, you know, two or three episodes, two or three episodes, something okay. like Dragon Ball Z, you know, these classic Gundam things. And they open the doors, people go in, it's Japan, everybody's very orderly, there's no pushing, there's no complaining, there's no shoving, nobody's cheating the line or anything, everybody goes right inside. Sounds boring. First floor. <laughs> First floor is um like regular magazines books stuff like that go up to the second floor that's where all the rental stuff is everybody's going in everybody's marching up the stairs going in i go up and i see immediately the guys with the boxes they're grabbing like 15 20 discs at a time and just putting them in the boxes oh my god it's like oh my goodness this might be nutty they're going off towards that now the thing that worked in my favor is most of the people around here they're looking for the the like anime they're looking for comic books they're looking for cds things like that they're looking for local japanese productions they're going to all that stuff i go over to the like international hollywood movie selections not as many people there so everything that i kind of looked at the day before i was like oh Conan the Barbarian on Blu-ray? I'll take that. Nice. Uh, the couple of the uh, Friday the 13th sequels, like number six, the really good one, I'll take that. Crocodile Dundee 1 and 2? Sure, I'll take those. <laughs> so I was like, grabbing a bunch of things. And I ended up buying a bunch of stuff at that point, which, by the way, when I, I finished after like 45 minutes or so, spent like an hour online because there was just a huge line of people with boxes and, you know, they had to go through and count everything. And, and oh, yeah. Oh, wow. So luckily, at some point, they um, they had their workers at the register, but they would send workers into the line. So if you had a basket, they'd come through, they'd check it, count everything, make sure the discs are in there, right up a little slip. You got uh, 55 things in this basket. Boom. Okay. Give that to the register. Yeah. Make it faster. Nice and easy. I went there which my wife couldn't even go. She had to drop me off because there was no parking. So she sacrificed her trip, said, you go in. She had already gone in like a couple of days before to buy some CDs and stuff. She's like, you go in, maybe we'll come back later. And we did that. We, we dropped stuff off. We went back later because she wanted to go. So I went again. And ultimately I ended up buying north of 80 movies. Oh my God. <laughs> I found a lot of things. Oh my God. For the price, I was like, you know what? I can get things that I'm interested in. I could get things that I'm so, so interested in that I've just never seen. I was like, yeah, might as well give it a shot. So I'm not going to show you everything, but I'll show you everything that I watched since I bought them. Rocket Sauce is disappointed that none of these are VHS movies. Well, if they had any, I certainly would have got some. Would you? Would you have bought some VHS? 
if it was a movie I really liked and it was mm-hmm. a VHS in a nice pristine package. Yeah. For a display item. Maybe something okay. like that. All right. Uh, I finally watched Dark Man. Oh, you've never, you hadn't seen that before? I've never seen it before. And it is absolutely a Sam Raimi movie. Mm-hmm. That it is. Wait, wait, wait. Give me a, a thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs in the middle. <laughs> thumbs like, like, like in there. Oh, this is this is great. This is what? What's going on? Yeah. Yeah. It's but a Sam Raimi movie. So ultimately, there were enough things that I enjoyed. Yeah. And I think I just wasn't prepared for the level of goofiness. Yeah. Uh, because it was that right after like Evil Dead. Mm-hmm. But before this came out before Army of Darkness. Yeah. So it was like he was kind of adjusting to mainstream Hollywood of like, but I don't know. It it was a fun watch. It was entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. I I have to watch it again. I think it's the kind of movie that after you watch it like three or four times, you like. Yeah, it grows on you because you you know what to expect. Yeah. Yes. Yes. But still a lot of things that I enjoyed from it. Uh, This was through the second round when I was just looking at all the things that were left and I was like, I don't know, nobody's buying this. Do I want to watch this? Uh, it's a movie called uh, The Man with the Iron Fists written by one of the Wu-Tang Clan. <laughs> I've never heard of this. <laughs> it's not It's not very good. It's, it's an interesting idea, but I guess they're big fans of some of those old Kung Fu movies. Okay. Not very good. Bowfinger, I had never seen before. So yeah, I finally watched Bowfinger. That's okay. No, I really enjoyed it. I'd say oh, okay. it's better than okay. Uh, Frank Oz film. I really trust Frank Oz as a director, and I, I very much enjoyed this. Okay, I, I haven't seen it in you know, since it was out, and I remember it being okay. Uh, I, I, I really enjoyed parts of it. The only thing that got me is I, I've seen this cover so many times. Eddie Murphy appears like this in only one scene, and then he cuts his hair. Oh, okay. And, and trims down his mustache. Right, and right. Takes off okay. Glasses, but that—that's—he's like this for one scene, but that's what they used for the poster. Okay. Uh, Jean Claude Van Damme and Cyborg. Cyborg. I've not seen that yeah. one. It's not very good. Okay. <clears throat> this one I had never heard of, um, but it's got my my boy Dennis Quaid. That cokehead dreamscape. I have not seen that one either. Kate Capshaw. Go over here. Okay. Um, it's and and uh, some kind of snake monster. Okay. It's almost good. Almost good. All right. It's almost good. It's a very interesting idea. If um if anyone's ever seen that movie, The Cell with uh, Jennifer Lopez where they, they go inside dreams and there's like, you see all the fantasy and everything. Yeah. yeah. It's that, but, but ooh, kind of now these, my wife uh, found for me. I didn't notice these, uh, airplane and airplane Two. Oh, good times. Very good times. Uh, first one, definitely much better. Oh yeah. But the second, second one still has, it has merit. It has its moments, but it's basically recycling. Yeah, but it's got Shatner in it. So, uh, Mike uh, Labrine is is on uh, on your team with uh, Bowfinger. Yeah, it's it's, it's a tight movie. 
Written by Steve Martin, directed by Frank Oz. Kyle wants to know who has more movie pickups this year now, Vox or Kevin. If Richard picked up 80 movies, you definitely have blown past me. I bought a bunch of movies uh, before this that I haven't even talked about. Oh, well, yeah. Just just general pickups. I have not been buying much at all. I know I had those uh, pickups around New Year's when I drove to, but, you know, I think most of those are gone now because they were not very good. My 25 cent uh, DVDs. Yeah. I wish I could have got these for 25 cents, especially this one. Now, this one was one that I. It was just one of those movies I'd never seen. I was like, all right, might as well watch it. Stop or my uh, mom will shoot. I do want to see that. <laughs> You've I never don't... seen it? No. Okay. I've heard nothing but terrible things about this movie. Yeah. I was like, is it really that bad? Is it just, you know, they didn't market it well? Is, is it, you know, gets a bad rap because it's a very silly idea? It's, you know, dumb premise. Without exaggeration, it is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. I do need to like, see this. As far as mainstream Hollywood movies, it's just, if you want to, it's, it's premise funny. It's a right. Saturday Night Live sketch. Yeah. So, hey, look, Dirty Harry with his mom. But the way they go about it, it's like the decisions characters make. Like even for a comedy, it's so stupid. Like why would this happen? And it's inconsistent, and they don't know what they want to do. He, he if was, you want to, his his career was going down, and he he was trying the comedy route, right? So, I, I read I read a little uh, trivia on it. It turns out when the movie when the idea was being passed around, he's like, I don't want to do that. But then. He heard that Schwarzenegger said he wanted to do it, oh. which made him say, I'm going to do that movie. If he wants to do it, I'm going to do it. And mm. then later found out Schwarzenegger did that on purpose to make him <laughs> interested in the movie. And Stallone is like the worst thing he's ever done. Because Schwarzenegger was able to make the transition to comedy with, with Kindergarten Cop. and He has ones be- that uh, were mostly well-received. Wins, like twins, cop. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I could see why Stallone would try it. Why wouldn't you try it? But he just, yeah. There was that one in Oscar, right? I've never seen that one. Either. I've never seen those, Oscar. Those are his two uh, comedy movies. Um, next movie, I remember hearing this reviewed on Ebert and Roper, and I was like, "That sounds interesting. I'm going to watch that." And like thirty years goes by, I never yeah. watched it. You're uh, the Forgotten with Julianne Moore. Never heard of it. It's not bad. It's okay. it's got a pretty good idea, and there's some really fun moments. But ultimately, there's there's cracks that that kind of get in the way of my mm. really enjoying it. But it's a very Twilight Zoney kind of movie. It has its moments, but it's it's definitely not a perfect movie. It's hard to even say it's a great movie. It's it's a pretty good movie at times. Okay. You want to talk about pretty good Charles Bronson, the mechanic. Yes, I have that movie, and it's it's good yes. times. Yes, yeah, uh, Jan Michael Vincent. Which yeah, why do I know him? Who is what Air- show was he in? Airwolf. Airwolf. Okay, because yeah. the name and the face were, were getting to me. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, I enjoyed that one. Yeah, excellent opening sequence. <laughs> Sauce is on your team. You know, I found another Charles Bronson movie that I haven't watched yet. I think it's called uh, The Street Fighter. 
and I've heard a lot of good things about that. I don't know that one. It's just like him, like punching people. Mm, it's early mean. Bronson before he became Deathwish Man. Right. But uh, mechanic, great, great introduction sequence. And I, I looked up the trivia on this one also. He doesn't. Nobody speaks for like the first sixteen minutes of the movie. It's all <laughs> visual. It's all this setup. It's great. Right. Um, Eraser with Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Yeah. Cool guns. Cool guns in that movie. The it's guns like, are cool. Super yep. guns, and they have those like tracer lines after. Mm -hmm. they yep. Uh, Westworld with Yul Brenner. I was kind of bored with that one. <laughs> I was hoping for a little bit more. It was okay. It was a fun idea. Um, I guess Yul Brenner was a really big star at the time because I can't imagine why he's top billed on this. He was. He was like fun. in The King and I. and uh, Yeah, I know. He, he, Magnificent, uh, Magnificent Seven. Seven and all yeah. that. So I get it. But uh I didn't know that Michael Crichton directed movies. He wrote and directed this. Oh, I for he directed that one. I forgot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he was a ER guy too, right? He was one. He had his hand. He in came up with that. That. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Uh, and the last one that I, I started watching, I found these. Nobody was going to buy these, so I grabbed them. Uh, the old Flash Gordon series. Oh, that's cool. I, I got I got three copies here, uh, three uh, uh, volumes rather. It's got a total of uh, 13 episodes, and they're like 20 minutes each. And these are the old serials they would show uh, in the movie theaters before your feature presentation. Yeah, I used to watch um, them on TV. Yeah, I had never seen them before. I watched two of them last night. Sometimes very silly. You look at those costumes oh, yeah. and the props and the giant lizards and things, and you're like, oh, oh this is going to be fun. But other times it's very impressive and you know, just kind of fun, and you definitely see – you know, the Indiana Jones, Star Wars style in there. But, uh, you know, these are kind of things that, that they base those off of. Fun stuff. Uh, Mike says Rick and Morty are obsessed <clears throat> with Jan Michael Vincent. I've I, I, never so, seen I, Rick and Morty. No, me neither. And uh, he saw Erasure, Erasure in the theater. Ooh, those, those CGI crocodiles are <laughs> a little yeah. hard to, to look at now. Uh, and then his dad would buy Flash. Yeah, the, I think that, that those Flash Gordon series have been. Uh, you know, I was very excited because I recently picked up a Blu-ray copy of the Flash Gordon movie from the eighties. Yeah, the one with the the Queen song and everything. And I yeah. was like, I'm going to watch this. This is going to be fun because I remember seeing parts of it as a kid and being like, This is silly. I don't know if I'm going to like this, but mm -hmm. I'm in the right mindset now. But then I found these, and I feel like I have to watch these first. Yeah, I know. I I've never seen that uh, that '80s version uh, of it. I I haven't heard good things about it, so I I don't know. It's cheesy. It's very yeah. cheesy. Uh, from the little that I remember, the costumes and everything, very silly. But if you go into it expecting that, you can't really say that it's terrible or anything. I hope not. Okay. I've got more things to show, but I'll I'll pass the torch to you. Well, honestly, I've I've only watched a couple of movies. Um, we we did rewatch uh, Pete's Dragon because uh, Sarah had uh, a copy of the soundtrack that she had found. And I'm like, I want to watch that. Dragon. Movie. Yeah, it was That's late. A goofy looking uh, cartoon dragon. Yep. In in the live action okay. movie, 
right? Right, 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 right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I used to love it as a kid. I used to watch it all the time as a kid. And watching it this time, admittedly, like the last half hour of the movie was actually pretty decent. Like it actually started to move. But wow, I can't imagine how I liked it as a kid. <laughs> it's it's really slow and it drags. And uh, I don't know that none of the characters are all that likable. I think, too, though, when I watched it on television, um, it was an edited down version of the film. Like there was lots in the movie. Like there was like a full on opening that went on for about 10, 15 minutes that I didn't recall at all. Like I always remember the movie opening to him. He's at this um, uh, uh, coast town in, in Maine. And he's like, mm -hmm. he points to a sign. And he's like, Hey, uh, uh, the dragon's name is Elliot. Hey Elliot, let's go to this town. That's how I remember the movie opening up. But there was like a whole preamble to all that. So I don't know if that's yeah. why, like, you know, maybe I enjoyed the edited down version of it. But. Well, TV edits are like that, you know? Yeah. Um, so I watched that uh, Tetris movie. Have you heard of... Uh, Is it a Tetris, Tetris movie? movie? Yeah. So um, there's a whole story about how Tetris uh, came to... Uh, uh, it, it was a Russian-made game, right? Oh, is it a documentary it's about a, the, uh, the not a doc, Not a documentary. It's like a bio, biopic kind of thing about the guy. Okay, a who, new one. Who took the game the, and brought it to uh, the rest of the world, basically. Um, okay, because, yeah, I remember I saw a documentary on this a long time ago. Uh, I don't remember where or how long it was, but it was basically, yeah, about the the designer and then uh yeah like you said the the guy that uh actually distributed it and got it right uh, like so there was a guy who who created the game and it became like a, a popular game in russia on personal computers people were playing it mm -hmm. um and then eventually like outside sources were like hey we can make money off this game how can we get this game and actually sell it to the rest of the world but this is like still like this was before uh, the Soviet Russia had fallen, right? This is about a year before, even though everybody there knew that it was about to collapse or felt that it was about to collapse. Uh, the government structure and everything was still, this guy made this game and sure he has, you know, he made the game, but the government owns it, right? Cause this is communism. Mm -hmm. So Russia's looking to make money off of this game um, it sounds like an interesting premise for a film, and I think it could have been, but I, it was just boring. It just like the guy kept going back and forth to Russia, and there there was one part though that I think would speak to you because the guy lived in um, Japan, and he had a, a Japanese wife and the Japanese kids, and when they would go to his his house, and the the girls were running around the house and. There's like a bit of a language barrier in that. I'm like, this has to be Richard's house. They must have like just went in and put some spy cams <laughs> in Richard's house and like this is how to lay it out for this movie. Hmm. So that part might speak to you, but um, maybe. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It was just I, I I wasn't really I didn't really care if this guy got Tetris or not because he didn't really create it or anything. He just kind of he's using it as an avenue to make money. Like yeah, yeah. I, I I assumed it would be about the guy who created it because he had a whole bunch of like he didn't make money off that game nope. for the longest time. Yeah, no. He he. Hmm. Now the this other guy that went in 
kind of enhanced the game a little bit, like gave him some suggestions in order to make it a little, mm-hmm. and you know, he, so he did have a hand in it in that way, but he didn't actually like, you know, really have a hand in creating the game and making the game. Um, so it was just some guy that's like, he's trying to get a license for this game so he could sell it and make tons of money. And like he mortgages his house and, you know, so he can have uh, basically pay the Russians so he can get, you know, this game. Like, uh, who cares? <laughs> I, yeah. I just, I didn't find it all that interesting personally. So yeah. there was nothing... I had no idea this was a new movie. Yeah. I think it just came out on the Apple or something. So I don't know. I just downloaded it. I know. Um, I, I, I go to Twitter and I see people every day posting pictures of themselves standing next to a super Mario brothers oh, yeah. poster outside the theater. Yeah. I thought that was a new movie. It it is. I thought that movie came out actually like about six months ago. Like they were making a big deal about Chris Pratt being the voice of Mario, and I went, "Oh, okay. I guess there's I a Mario." I remember hearing movie. a lot of complaints about it, but and then uh, and then like six months later, the movie comes out. I, I I swear I thought that movie was out already, but yeah, people apparently are really enjoying it. So yeah, no offense to anybody out there, but it's not necessary to take a picture of yourself next to the the entrance of the movie theater. They, you can just say, "I saw the movie, they, and I will believe they, you." They, they need to build the hype. I guess I don't know. You certainly don't need to take pictures of yourself with your mouth wide open standing in front of the movie theater. Sarkisim <laughs> <laughs> uh, agrees with me. The Tetris movie was not very compelling. Uh, Kyle says probably more exciting than a movie about Tetris needs to be. Well, you know, I mean, I, I don't know. There, there seemed to be like a good solid twenty-minute story there that probably would have been interesting, or a documentary, you know. Uh, but as a movie, I don't know. I just didn't care about that. Well, there, there is a documentary out there somewhere. Yeah. And the story of the game and, and the guy who created it is very interesting, but I guess it's all in how you present it. Yeah. Like he was there and there was like uh, some tension because like Russia was, there were some people in the Soviet, in the, like in the, the government that kind of blamed him for the fall of, the Soviet Union, because the people who were supposed to be doing their government jobs at their desk or whatever were instead playing this game, you know, and they <laughs> they kind of like, you know, like how does it like one of them actually goes up to them and it's like how does it feel to be responsible for the, the fall of the Soviet Union because everybody was playing this game instead of doing their job, you know, kind of it's ridiculous, but anyways. Uh, so the other movie I I watched, I went to the theater. I didn't take a photo of myself uh, outside uh, with the poster and that, but I did go to the theater a few weeks ago. A friend of mine said, Hey, mm-hmm. do you want to go see that Dungeons and Dragons movie? And I'm oh, like, cause you're a big D and D nerd now. And I'm like, what Dungeons and Dragons movie? <laughs> so apparently there's a Dungeons and Dragons movie. So uh, we do have cheap night here in Sudbury now, which is nice. Go and spend only uh, $7 to see a movie, which is, Believe it or not, cheap now. Um, so yeah, we went uh, last Tuesday and saw the Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves. Did you go in costume as your character? I did not, but let did me. Did you tell wear you. a T-shirt with uh, some polyhedral dice on them? 
I did not. I don't have oh. any of those uh, things. No, um, no. I just wore my regular civilian clothes and uh, and watched the film. There was some super nerds behind us that were way into D and D, and mm-hmm. anytime there was a reference in the film that they recognized from something, mm-hmm. they had to like. There was a little murmur, little chatter going on, like, "Oh my god!" Night, winter night, uh, you know, whatever it is. Oh, oh my goodness. Um, <clears throat> and there was no, a point. No. Okay. I'm sorry. Let me interrupt you real quick. Go ahead. I knew there was a Dungeons and Dragons movie coming out with uh, Chris Pine, right? Yes. Yeah, that's a that's Okay. Is this the second one or is this the first one? I believe this is the only. Well, th- there was like a Dungeons and Dragons movie that came out in 2000. Like this isn't a sequel to another one. With Chris Pine, right? Or this I don't is the think first one? so. I, it felt I, like I remember first. hearing about this a while ago, and I thought it came out, so I thought this is like a sequel. That's that that's like the Mario movie. That. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. This is the. I think this. I, is, I'm I'm just out of the loop. It felt very much like they were starting a, a franchise. Like they had left. Like after the movie had finished, there were still avenues where they could go and do this. Uh... Anyways, the movie was. Uh, I would say not worth going to see in a theater. It was very generic. It felt very much like this. The humor was very much of that Josh Whedon Avengers kind of humor where everybody has everybody's in on the joke. Yeah. There were a couple of jokes that did land pretty well. Um, There was a couple of scenes that were pretty funny, but uh, the movie itself was two hours and 10 minutes. I honestly, they could have cut 20, 30 minutes out of the film. There was one part in the movie where it was, it felt like it was wrapping up and I was like, Oh, this is pretty cool. If the movie ended right here, that, that would make a nice, you know, a nice little film here. And then it went on for another 30 minutes. Like I, it's, I don't think this is spoilery to say, but like there was a part where if uh, like, I'm like, Oh, they went out on a quest and they just went out and it's kind of like a Dungeons and Dragons quest. And, and that's it where they just, they had a problem that they needed to solve and they solved the problem. They didn't need to go and save the world. And instead of the moving ending there, it was like, oh, no, they need to go and save the world now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and I was like, oh, okay. And it was just, it was stuff that you've seen in every movie a bajillion times before. It's kind of waste, wasting my time. Was there a beholder in the movie? Uh, I think so. What's a beholder again? That's the only D&D monster I know. It's the monster with like a big eye it looks like the doom thing that that flies around yeah no I, there was a mention of a beholder i believe there was a mention. where they have like they have like tentacles with other eyes or something no something like i that. don't think no. so there was no 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 okay but i mean i mean it was fine it was, if you if you liked it or whatever it's it's fine it's just it was a fine movie it just wasn't one that i would like say that you need to go to the theater to, to see um okay and that was it that's those are the movies i watched i tried to watch uh, get shorty when i was over at my mom's house but my mom doesn't uh stop talking i, I picked <laughs> that up I get shorty on, on it was one of my pickups with the uh the rentals i tell you i i haven't seen that movie in about 20 years i love that movie so much uh, the only thing i i wish they picked someone a little stronger than john travolta to play chili palmer but uh the rest of the movie is just good times. I, I love it. It's one of my favorites. Okay. I'm, I'm going to branch off on your D&D there. Okay. Uh, 
have recently uh, check out my my little Star Trek box. Oh, yeah, there's some yeah. Star Trek talk here in the chat. I just want to get it out of the way soon. The new season of well, Picard is fantastic. Uh, Richard will will not watch it. I sent him the first episode. He will not watch it. But I just have not had the time to sit down while I watch all these other movies. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I don't know. It just the the mood hasn't struck me. Yet, but I, I, I hear, I hear nothing you. but I hear nothing but good things. I see lots of tweets saying, "Oh my goodness!" I, I'm cars. two episodes behind. I have not watched the last two episodes, but I, I plan on getting to them soon. I will sit down and watch that first episode, and if it takes me, I might give you more work to do. Okay, sounds. I haven't deleted any of the episodes I downloaded, so it shouldn't be too much work whenever you get. There. Okay. Well, inside my little Star Trek boxes here are uh, miniatures, little, little miniatures. I've been building lots of miniatures uh, recently. That's a Star Trek miniature? What the heck no, is no, that? No, 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 no. This Star oh. Trek box is what uh, these little uh, ships came in. Okay. So oh, okay. Yeah. Got, so I just kept the boxes because they say Star Trek on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though I'm not going to put my ships back in them, and I'm not going to sell my ships, and I just, I just dropped my bird prey. He came loose. This is great content for the audio only listening crowd. They, they love yeah. it when Richard pulls <laughs> out his uh, Star yes. Trek models. But I've been building lots of uh, Warhammer forty thousand models. I've got these little Necron guys, which okay. kind of look like Terminators, but they're like they zombie do. Terminators. Oh wow! And I got a bunch of these. Ah. Uh, they call space marines the i've, I've like seen the games the video game yeah they have a lot of video games actually they have a video game coming out you might actually enjoy mm -hmm. uh it's called bolt gun and it's a doom clone with Ooh. warhammer 40k and it looks oh. pretty good it looks pretty good it's coming out in a couple months uh but i've been building lots of these things see i got like boxes full zone cool stuff because normally this stuff is not very popular here and you can't get it without ordering it online. But recently they have been selling this uh, Imperium magazine, which comes out every week. And every week it comes with this little uh, little magazine thing here. Mm -hmm. And you get some models with it. Oh, You get some models or you get some paint or you get some brushes. There's different stuff in it every week. Some of them are absolutely worth getting. Uh, like this one comes with uh, five more uh, Space Marines. Nice. Some of them have like two things of paint, so it's kind of a ripoff. Uh, but some of these you can buy like the models and it's, it's more than 50% off of what you would spend trying to buy them the regular traditional way. Right. So I am now uh, very happy. I can just go to the store and buy them and not have to order them online. I can actually like pick it up and say, hey, I want this. Nice. The only thing is when they first started coming out, the store would get like three, four, five issues. The first issue is always really cheap, like five bucks. So kind of hook you in. But then they raise the price. They jump it up to like uh Twelve dollars, twenty dollars. <laughs> yeah. You know? So in in some cases, it's absolutely worth it. You get a, a big bargain because some buying these miniatures sometimes will spend you like fifty, sixty bucks for a kit. Um, but sometimes it's a, it's a little overpriced. So 
Uh, it's just nice being able to go in there. But now the stores are ordering only one copy every week. So if you want the contents of that, what you got to race? It. It, it, here's the thing, though. It doesn't seem very popular. Not a lot of people are buying them. Okay. So a lot of them are sitting there. Mm. The you know, the really popular issues where they have a bunch of miniatures, they'll sell out. But mm. I have to. I am now in the process of requesting it. So I go to the store and I say, "Hey, oh, and two weeks from now, number fifteen, can I have that held aside for me?" And they're like, "Okay, we'll do nice. that." So I can go get them. And the good thing is this stuff came out in other countries like a year ago. So I can go online and I can see the contents of like every issue. Oh. So I know what's coming up. They're all the same. Yeah. So if I know like, for example, issue 25, issue 50, those are going to be some like really big popular ones with like a lot of stuff in them. So I got to make sure I can request them. I just hope the store still gets them by that time because sometimes the popularity fades and then they they stop ordering them. Yeah. So, anyway, just to branch off of your D and D talk. Cool. In the My D and D talk. <laughs> That's right. Kevin's D and D quarter. Yes. All right. Well, we only have a few minutes left. I just wanted to mention that uh, Sarah and I we finished uh, King of the Hill. Finally, all 13 oh, okay. seasons 13 of it. 13 seasons? 13 seasons. Pretty, it's pretty wild. Tw- wow. Was it like 20, 22 episodes every season? Or did there they were, have some shorter seasons? There, I, like, the first season was only 10 episodes. And then there was a couple of seasons where there was only 10 or 15 episodes. Uh, but for the most that's, part, that's still... they went for a hard 24 episodes every mm-hmm. every season. So there was a lot there. Um, but overall, I, I enjoyed myself watching all those episodes. It, it was good. There was a lot that I hadn't seen before, and yeah, it was good. Good times. Did you notice like a peak? Was there a point where it's like this is fantastic, and now it's eh, it's a little I, I would good. S- but... I would say the first. It, it's kind of like the Simpsons, uh, except they were right out of the gate. Like that first season, every episode is a classic. Um, but I'd say the first six or seven seasons, like they rarely had uh, a clunker. It was very consistent. Um, I would say the late, the later seasons are still all very good. It's just that the characters are a little less consistent. You know, like it just, when you write so many stories about characters, they kind of become, uh, like a parody of themselves at at some point, you know, it's just they uh, become a parody, or sometimes they flesh them out a little too much. Yeah, to the point that they're yeah they lose their potency. Yeah, that's what happened with a lot of the Simpsons characters. All the side characters started getting their own episodes, and it's like you you just need to be Rod and Todd. You just need to be there for one line. And then yeah, I, away, I'd say you know? I'd say with King of the Hill, they would progress things a little bit once in a while, like. It seems like the Simpsons just keep, other than a few exceptions, it's it's the same, right? It's like the family's the same and all that, where there would be like a little right. advances where they could play a little more on King of the Hill. Um, like, for instance, like uh, uh, Bobby's friend there, uh, Joseph, like goes through puberty uh, way before Bobby Hill does. So mm. there was a whole bunch of episodes where they're, they're kind of the same age and there's a whole bunch of episodes where they're kind of off. So they got like a lot more traction with, with that. So there's a few things there. Uh, the introduction of Tom Petty in the later seasons, he really carries a lot of the episodes. He plays his character, Lucky, um, who 
he he eventually spoiler alert he eventually marries uh luann and they have a, a kid together so they were able to get some stuff out of that but yeah if you don't remember lucky from king of the hill that was one of tom petty's great characters lucky was um uh, he didn't really have a job. His job, he was a slipping man. He would go like he, he his biggest claim to fame is that he made $50,000 slipping at P, on PP at uh, Costco. <laughs> so he got, so he's living off of his settlement. Um, yeah. It's a, so like, uh, for instance, when Luanne has, uh, is, is she's in labor and she's going to the hospital and there's like lucky. It's like, she's like, lucky you, you make sure you stay with me through the hospital. He's like, Oh, don't you worry. We're going to a hospital. You're having a baby. There'll be lots of liquid there for me to slip on. <laughs> so, yeah, it was good. It was good. So we finished that. Um, and then if you recall, before we moved, we were watching uh, MASH on uh, DVD. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to go back to watching MASH. And in the meantime, while we were away from MASH, they put all of MASH onto Disney+. Plus. So uh, I couldn't remember where we were in MASH, and I'm looking at my DVD set, and I'm like, I don't even know what DVD to start at because it's not, like, laid out, right? It's just this big set with, like, episode 8 to 12, and I don't know where we were. I should have made a mark somewhere, but I didn't. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go on Disney Plus because they have all the seasons laid out, and I'm going to, like, try to find where we were. And I did, like, just from the description of the episodes and that, I was able to find you know, where we were. And uh, I, I pressed play on one of the episodes just to make sure that it was one that we had recently watched. And it starts off, it's in 16 by nine, which, you know, I'm not a fan of, like if the show was originally a four by three, I want to see it in four by three. I don't original aspect ratio. Right. That's it. So I start watching it. I'm like, Oh my God, this looks really good. They did a bang up job. Like I have seen them convert the Simpsons to 16 by nine. Terrible. Like it's crop. Like it's just the show crop. This, the Seinfeld, like when they first yeah, did Seinfeld, that. Seinfeld, they did that. Yeah. It's like, you know, Jerry's looking down at George talking to him and you can only see like up to his eyes, like his eyebrows, you know, it's just his head's like cut off. This, you can tell that they went painstakingly through it, not only to like update it to, uh, a respectable resolution because the show was originally shot on film. So you got tons of information there. So it's all upgraded to this beautiful resolution. They color graded it too. So like uh, a lot of the green and stuff like that looks more natural. And uh, yeah, you could tell like, uh, for instance, like Hawkeye will be sitting uh, down and he'll get up and his head might be cut off for a little bit, but like they'll slowly like pan it like the camera up mm. so it like fits nicely so it's kind of like pan and scan and reverse a little bit which yeah. yeah it that only happens like once in a while i'll take that for the updated resolution and and the color palette looking uh, so much better and uh I, I i don't understand why they can't just give you the option of when in your settings like do you want the original aspect ratio yeah. or do you want this fancy new thing yeah well i, I tell you i i'm I'm liking it and I'm noticing things too with this resolution. Like I'm watching the show and I'm noticing that um, Gary Berghoff, the guy who played uh, uh, Radar, Radar, his hand is all messed up. Oh yeah. You never knew that? No. I'm looking at it and he's like, it, like a, he's holding onto a clipboard and his hands. So I, you know, type it in and it's like, yeah, he had like a deformed hand 
And they yeah, would always, he would he would always yeah. try to hide it behind a yeah. clipboard or something. Yeah. Like not like overly hide it, but like he just didn't want it to be a distraction from right. Occasionally the show, right? you see you can yes. see something. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess with the the high definition, yeah, it's much easier to notice. Yeah. So wow, I I had ne- I did not know that. I've never seen it, but apparently he did a commercial years back. I remember my uncle telling me this of like he explained about his hand and it was maybe like some, you know, spread awareness kind of a thing or something. Yeah. Uh, Kyle says the kids want to see the best version of MASH possible. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. That's right. Well, I think we're going to have to wrap it up here because uh, we have to go and eat. Sarah says supper will almost be ready. Uh, I noticed that when I started talking about MASH, the numbers went down to two. So I think it's just Kyle and Sarah watching. Right well, now. to be fair, it dropped a little bit during DVD discussion and yeah. then uh, just War keeps going Hammer down and, All right. yeah. and tank down. But the two, the we two start hanging. talking about refrigerators and high school fears. Hey, everybody's on board. I'm telling you, that's the feedback I got. People want to hear about uh, real life. So, if it's still fresh when we come back in two weeks, I do have some stories. Like, it's pretty crazy, the weather right now. It's, mm-hmm. like, plus 20. I'm wearing short sleeves, you might notice right now. It's it's really mm-hmm. warm. Uh, and just, like, at the beginning of the week, there was two feet of snow on my deck. Now there's none. Wow. We got a, a creek beside our house that's kind of creep. Like, the, the water keeps coming up and up. <laughs> Every time you go out there and look, the water just keeps getting higher. So we have a sump pump, but there's no it's still dry so there's nothing no water in there so but well speaking of weather we're having issues with sand right now we got this uh country nearby called china yes and there's I've all heard this yellow sand i've i've seen a thing up on in the that. air yeah and it's unbelievable how it just blows across the ocean yeah and lands in my backyard yeah I, I've, it's I've seen a thing allergy there. season terrible. Like people have like uh, devices where they collect the sand and they show it. And they got like this vial full of sand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just there was the some air. guy. He just like vacuumed the air. Yeah. And was able to collect enough sand to make a brick. It's it's ridiculous. Oh my goodness! <laughs> wow. Check out videos of like China sand. You, it's it's like a, it looks like a sandstorm. Like Hollywood sandstorm blowing across the desert. Well, look, you guys breathing in all that sand is worth it because I saved 50 bucks on uh, my smartphone. So <laughs> that's all that matters. Yeah. Okay. I think that's it. Uh, thanks, everybody in the chat. Kyle, Sarka Sim, Mike, uh, Rocket Sauce. Oh, Rocket Sauce was there. And uh, Deke was in here for a what was, while. What was so. the new name? Uh, yeah. The Distortion What's Den. What's the new name? The Distortion Den. That's right. Yeah. Good show over there. I plugged it earlier. Uh, All right. Thanks for uh, watching or listening, everybody. Bye. Bye. Back. Yeah. And there you go.